1: It was love at first sight, joy at first touch, peace at first sound. Besides this, I couldn't ask for much. But then it left, never seen again, obsessed over what never had been. Welcome to Deep Discussion Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for hitting the play button to listen to Deep Discussion where I need to talk. And be an opportunity to inspire. Today, um, I will be discussing in this episode um, the significance of thoughtfulness and awareness when something you want is not meant for you. And what does it mean for something to not be meant for you? I mean, what's meant to be will be, right? That concept isn't typically processed right away, though. And as expressed in the poem, We have to somewhat encounter a certain type of situation or circumstance, whether it be direct or indirect, to get to a point where we recognize what is or isn't meant for us. It's levels to it, and we often aren't able to realize that until late. And I'll give you um, two prime examples um, of situations that I had where I encountered this, but let me give you some more information. And most of you that's listening to this are adults, so we could honestly have whatever we want from a general standpoint, as long as we have the means to acquire it. If you want a new car, as long as you have a job, decent credit, and in some cases a down payment, you could get a car, but not only do we want what's not ours, we sometimes want what was never intended to be ours, and... Again, often we don't realize this until we have gone through some certain situations and our minds get wrapped up in something most of the times because of how it look, how it sound, how it feel, but the biggest parameter is how it makes us feel. And that can be that can be a fine line or a tight rope there because we see others experiencing happiness and joy. In the midst of certain situations. Whether it be a new job. A new car. Marriage and commitment and companionship. um, A new house. We see people's happiness with those things. And we suddenly gravitate to those things. Not knowing how they're going to make us feel. So we assume that. And this activates and conditions our hearts. To be attached to it. Did you know that. Most impulsive buys are known to be made in negative spaces. 28% of women and 14% of men are ones who make impulsive buys in negative spaces. But at the same time, they it says most impulsive buys, but the thing is, studies, however, did show that 50% of women and 47% of men make impulsive purchases while excited. So the most impulsive buys part was a little bit um, contradictory based on these studies. But I'm still sure, even though it may be a word or two off, I'm pretty sure there's still some legitimacy to those numbers. And again, it's 50% men, I mean, I'm sorry, 50% women and 47% men make impulsive purchases while they're excited. 28% women and 14% men make these purchases when they're in negative spaces. And ages 18 through 29 are 60 which is 69% are more inclined to do this when excited. So what that says is, you know, when you're when you're on one extreme or the next, you tend to be impulsive. You tend to act with your mind, your heart, whatever the case may be. And that that brings me to my uh, two examples or scenarios that I'm going to share with you. These are personal experiences that I had. One was at a time where I um, made a certain purchase that I still to this day am paying for. Um, I was in a really bad space. I was going through some really difficult times with a breakup or, you know, a on again, off again relationship, a woman that I really felt was the hottest thing walking, um, had pretty much led me on and pretty much had me wrapped around her finger, did everything she wanted, you know, as far as picking me up and putting me down whenever she wanted. So, um, and this was like, right. I think this was like, right at the like at the center of when this situation first started off she broke up with me and you know really had me in a bad spot so it always been a desire of mine to own a sports car but I never wanted to have a sports car that a two-door sports car that by the way that um as my primary vehicle. I always wanted to have it as a second car. Because I always wanted my main vehicle. To be a sedan. A four door car. So at this time I said. Well I mean. I always wanted this. So I. Made an impulse of buy. I went out and got me a two door car. Had two cars. And. At that moment. I started feeling better about myself. So that impulse of purchase. Made me feel better. But. Little did I know. I was paying for it. Because. Because. Once I once I got through, I didn't necessarily get through that situation, but it really kind of like put me coping and facing that situation on pause. But in that moment, I felt like I was over it because I had a new distraction, which again, later on I paid for because I created a, a financial challenge. And also this was like, a month or so right before I was getting ready to earn my master's degree, which was another source of excitement for me. So the excitement that I felt with having my master's degree and all that came with it really kind of made me kind of like I reached a, I went on two extremes. So I was in the down space because of the breakup. I ignored it and pushed it to the side. I, you know, I was, really down about it but then I went got me a car felt like I gotten over it but then once I got got my car then got to the excitement of earning my master's degree and then everything kind of like started to kind of wane down a little bit kind of like bring me back down to even keel my perspective changed and suddenly you know I'm you know I'm not necessarily like miserable with the car but I'm paying for it, paying for oil changes on two cars and all this and all of that, but the hype wasn't really, wasn't really there, you know, I was excited about it, and hyped about it, but there was like really no hype after all that took place, so months after um, my master's degree, this purchase, when I got the car, was in like May, I think, it was like early May, I got my master's degree the end of June, so like 4 months later in October I was ready to trade the car in I traded the and I traded the car in because although I was over the idea of having two cars I still wanted a sports car so I ended up had ended up getting a car the, the only car that would help me that would allow me to get rid of two cars and only have to pay for one was uh, was a Nissan Maxima at the time and I was, that car was appealing to me at the time because it had the sleek, sporty look that I wanted, but it was still a four-door car, but it was expensive and not worth the money that I paid for it. I paid more for that car than I paid for having two cars. So, although I got rid of the burden of having to, you know, pay for maintenance on two cars, pay two car payments and all of that stuff, I did now take on the burden of paying More for one car. Whose maintenance is more expensive than the other two cars. But it's not more than the two cars put together. But the maintenance is still expensive on that one car. So. I paid for it. Now. Fast forward to. This was October. So fast forward to. I guess December really. When you think about it. The end of December. I had been working at my job at that time. For. For about five years and I was once I got my master's degree again I was still excited and still high off the fact that I got my master's and felt like all right it's time for me to up my game in my career so I'm applying left and right for management positions and wasn't really getting them because I mean I got all this education but I didn't really have a lot of experience so I just kept applying and kept applying. And then as soon as I got one that said manager on it, I took it. And lo and behold, it was FedEx operations manager. I was told that I'd be working in the office. The operations manager will be, you know, doing paperwork. And, you know, I didn't know that I'd end up being working in a warehouse. So I got that job, quit that job after like three weeks because I said, to hell with this and I was out of work for I say probably about a month and a half so no job no uh and I've still got to pay my bills so pretty much I was down on my luck at that point but the basically in both of these situations I was in I was so excited that I was so excited and won, won in one end that I felt like I deserved more, so I wanted more. Sometimes when you when you get to that point of excitement, you just want to stay there. So you do more to keep yourself there, and you end up biting off more than you can chew, wanting what you shouldn't have. I know a lot of people say what you can't have, but I like to term it as what you shouldn't have. Because at that point in time, one, I had no business having two cars, given my circumstance, And I had no business not taking, not doing effective research and evaluation of what the job entailed. And had I. This
0: is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
1: Done my research, I would have known that, but I was so excited at the idea and the prospect of being titled a manager, I jumped right on it and regretted it three weeks later. So, all that I say, all that to say, thoughtfulness and awareness would have done me some huge justice in those situations. Thoughtfulness is known as placing. Is known as placing other needs before your own. But it is also an act of self-sufficiency. And knowing that you have the means to. You have the means and the capacity to do certain things. But knowing also that certain things you just aren't prepared for. So you can reward yourself later once you cross that bridge. And awareness is knowing your place. And not jumping into areas that you haven't been called to be in yet. So. Had I had the awareness and evaluated and assessed my circumstance and the thoughtfulness to consider what, consider what the circumstance and what the situation could lead to before impulsively making these moves off of pure impulse. I'm sorry, before impulsively making these moves off of an emotion and hunger and desperation, so to speak. Because even though you don't have to be in the worst space, this is just my opinion, you don't have to be in the worst space ever to be in a desperate space, sometimes you can be you can be high off happiness and still be desperate because you're so desperate to stay there you're desperate to not go back and at that point in my life I was so high off of the, the good things that happened that I still did not want to face the adversity and the challenges that came with What had me down to begin with. And of course all of that stuff came right back. So I didn't avoid that stuff. I went through all of these things. And added more to my plate. Because I still did not face the circumstance that I ran away from. At the very beginning. I ended up still having to face that. Along with a bigger car payment. Along with looking for a new job. All of that stuff. So while my personal situation changed significantly as well as my financial situation because I added more stress to the, to my to my situation so I'm gonna now segue over to um, spiritual relief and then I'll wrap this all up um, with my closing statement but spiritual relief today comes from Ecclesiastes chapter eleven verse nine and it reads You who are young, be happy while you are young, and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. Know that God wants us to live out our lives, pursue our desires and dreams, but he will step in when he sees that things are getting a little too out of hand or we're getting ahead of ourselves. You know how your body has a way of telling you that you need to take a break or that you've been doing too much? Well, God does the same thing, but he does it better. He has a way of telling you you're doing too much. You need to chill out. You need to fall back. And I'm pretty sure many of you can think of a time where God told you, pause, hold up, sit down. So make sure Make sure you think you, you I'm sorry, make sure you consult God. You may think that you're consulting him, but are you? You may think that you're sure about what your circumstance is or what you can or should have. But ask yourself, what what, what will God tell me? What is God telling me? What is, you know, where is the trajectory of this situation? And again, I'd usually do elephant in the room segment, but, um, it's really, I will say this, um, last time, I think this was about, last time I did the podcast, um, I was reflecting on what was going on with the, and I said Dante Cunningham, but it was actually, um, Dante Wright, so, (laughs) I actually, um, misspoke the guy's name, the, um, gentleman in, Minnesota that got uh, killed by a cop, um, but I guess to piggy off of that situation, as many of us know, um, that um, Chauvin was com- was convicted and um, justice at the time has been served. But I don't want I don't want people to take this as like a, as the ultimate victory. I mean, it's a start. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be one to sit up here and rain on anyone's parade because it definitely was a monumental moment and something that really needs to be embraced and um, heavily celebrated. But there's still work to do There's still continue to let your voices be heard. Don't think that this means that, all right, my voice has been heard or voices have been heard enough. We still need to take action. We still need to be out there use our platforms our voices our positions and everything to make sure justice is continuously served because justice was just served in that one in that one situation but justice hasn't been served enough there's still more work to do so that's my elephant in the room segment um and um those who have been affected by this um you continue to be in my thoughts and prayers and, our community will rise above this, and we will, um, we will continue to take action. So, keep keep uh, pushing the button and keep uh, keep your foot on the gas because it doesn't stop here. And now, to close out this podcast, um, it's difficult to recognize when something we strongly want or desire. It's difficult to fathom with the fact that it's not meant for us or it's not intended for us when we recognize we'll find out that it isn't. Sometimes we want things that's not intended to be ours at the time in the way that we want it to be or it may not even be intended to be ours at all. We learn quickly when either what we want goes away before we even touch it or if it comes and make our circumstances worse off than they were before. And when those situations happen, you now have a mess to clean up because you were unaware and not thoughtful beyond your emotions. So don't let your emotions get the best of you. Whether you're excited, you know, you're down in the dumps about something, um, always try to remain humble. Humility is probably one of the greatest um, skills to To practice. Um, It's like a best practice really. And humility means being thoughtful. And aware of the decisions you make. So that. That wraps up this episode of Deep Discussion. Uh, Thank you all for continuing to support. Deep Discussion's mission. To encourage open mindedness. And emphasize understanding. Um, I uh, just want to continue to. Advise you or. Um, let you know that you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram both at Deep Discussion um, I'm also on Twitter not, on, not as active on that quite yet I may be sometime later on down the road I'm not even that active on my personal one so um, I do have oh yeah Twitter is Deep underscore Discussion um, you can also visit my website that's currently um, under uh, rebuild for like the 125th time but hopefully this is the final time um, but the website is deepdiscussion.org. If you go in there, in the next, the next, like it probably won't be up and running fully probably until the end of the weekend. So you probably will get a uh, um, under construction, not active. You know, unable to, unable to receive whatever message because I'm in the process of um, re- rebuilding or rebranding, um, which leads me to deep discussion life coaching and the life skills academy um those are the two latest um projects that i've been working on um i've been working on the life skills academy for quite some time um i do have my master class i'm um, available so if you're interested in the life skills academy master class or you're interested in life coaching if you're someone who um, wants to have a discussion or a chat about a goal you're trying to accomplish or you're just trying to gain some perspective or some direction on your life. Um, I have two packages or two s- types of coaching. One is called Go Coaching, which stands for goal-oriented, and I also have Vantage Coaching, which is almost like, which is basically, as I like to explain it, it's like being on the mountaintop uh, and looking down at your life and gaining a different perspective and planning on how you want to reconfigure things in your life. Um, again. I always tell people, I I practice the lock and key method. You have the key to the door that you need to walk through. I don't know the door. I'm just trying to help you find what the right door is. So I'm not in the business to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. I'm just in the business to listen to you, to offer a perspective, to give you open-minded advice, and hopefully help you make the best decision for yourself. So that's how deep discussion life coaching is and as you know the life skills academy is um, still something that i'm currently in the process of working on but it consists of um, webinars videos training and um, possibly visits if you're someone who wants me to possibly visit your institute if you're uh, in the um, field of education or something like that Um, it's a um, academy that i run where i teach up to 40 life skills Um, explain how they are valuable, how they are relevant, and really just hit home how they are uh, present in your life. So I talk about the presence and the importance of life skills. Um, Again, you can contact me via phone, 443-916-5009, or you can email me at deepdiscussion13 at gmail.com. And also, again, my website is in the process of being being, uh, worked on, but It should be up by the end of the weekend, which is deepdiscussion.org. Thanks again for continuing to support Deep Discussion, a different way of thinking. Hold up!